Welcome to the Investing Tutor Podcast, the show for professionals looking to master the most up-to-date strategies needed to build wealth and provide a stable financial future. Here's your host, Dr. Hans Boateng. Dr. Hans, good morning. Good morning, Renita. So How are you? Doing very well. How about you? I am well. Hey, listen, I appreciate you coming off a sabbatical to talk to me about this. That's very kind of you. And I hope you're someplace very sunny uh, and with no stress or work. Yes, yes. It's, it's always a delight to be able to speak with you. And I feel this topic is super important. So why not take some time to to share with uh, your audience about, uh, you know, NFTs and all of what's going on? Absolutely. And I said sabbatical, I meant paternity leave. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank um, you but so much. you're absolutely right. Of course. So let's start out by coming back around to your money story. You were one of the first guests on this show, which really appreciate. And last year you talked to us about the importance of investing in and adding stock market investing to your overall wealth strategy. But you didn't just learn about it. You know, when you were home, you were born and raised in Ghana. Your family came here to the U.S. at some point, And you've explained your experience as the traditional immigrant experience, right? So tell me what you mean by that when you talk about how you grew up um, and your relationship with money growing up. Yeah, you know, as an immigrant, uh, being born and raised in Ghana, uh, coming to the U.S., life starting off in Bronx, New York, you know, when you get here, the focus or what your parents tell you is, you know, steady hard and then work hard. And if you do those two things, you're going to be successful. You know, along the way, by reading certain books, specifically Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I realized that the rich and wealthy play by a different set of rules. So I had to learn about what they do to accumulate wealth so that I could emulate that. And once I discovered it and, and spent close to about seven years reading hundreds of books, tens of thousands of, of articles and journals, I decided that I have to then share this information because it transformed my life, right? When I came to the U.S., I was in the bottom 10% of income earners in the country. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm at, at, I'm at the top 1%. So it's had Amazing. a significant impact in my life. And I feel like this information needs to be disseminated across the board so that more immigrants, minorities, women, or millennials who weren't born into rich and wealthy households can have this information. Right. You like to focus on underrepresented groups. Um, absolutely agree that the information is not always as readily available to these groups. Um, and specifically, you're talking about stock market investing um, and how that needs to be added to your you know, generational wealth plan. Um, tell us a little bit more about why. Yeah, it's, it's super important. So you hear this term diversification or you hear this term how wealth is. Well, let me take a step back. When you look at IRS data from the wealthiest individuals in the world and you look at how they built and accumulated their wealth, a majority of them actually have three times more money invested in the stock market 
than they do in real estate. Typically, you hear that real estate is the path to wealth. <laughs> well, that is not what uh, IRS data is telling us. In actuality, the stock market is the accelerator to wealth. So when I discovered mm -hmm. that, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to be able to tap into this and take advantage of it. Specifically, compounding interest, right? One, 100%. <laughs> I, you know, Renita, when I started kind of learning about this, I asked myself, could a minimum wage worker retire with a million dollars, right? Someone who's earning <laughs> roughly about $7 an hour. And I, I did the math. If you look at the S&P 500, which is an index that tracks the stock market, it's been compounding at about 10% per year for the past 100 years. So I, I took 10% and I said, if that minimum wage worker is investing 10% of their income on a monthly basis from age 20 to age 65, how much would they have? Roughly, that's about a $100 investment on a month-to-month -month basis. When I plugged in the numbers, I was surprised to realize that that individual would have $1.07 million by the wow. time they turn. Yes, by investing just $100 a month, assuming they yeah. start early at age 20. Okay. And obviously, those numbers increase the older you get. Um, and you do have some tools to help people understand that with um, some of the teachings on your website and across your social media pages. Um, but you talked about also how you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, and then um, Napoleon Hill's um, book as well. But it was also a mentor who changed your uh, perspective as well. A millionaire mentor you described. Tell us who, how, about, how that mentor changed your perspective as well or helped drive you further into an investment mindset. Yeah, sometimes you have to look around you and get closer. I like to say proximity, right? Get in proximity to individuals who are where you want to be yeah. because those individuals can open doors for you. And there's a saying, if you're looking for an opportunity in life, what you are really looking for is a person because opportunities don't just float around. They, they come in the form of a person that's yeah. going to make an introduction, that's going to open the door, that's going to offer you a, a job opportunity. So opportunities come through people. You know, I was lucky. Mm -hmm. I, was in, I was in college and there was this gentleman, by the way, who was trying to sign me up for some kind of online business that, you know, he was working on. <laughs> and by trying to encourage me to sign up for the business, he recommended I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and he began to kind of mentor and teach me. Okay. I ended up joining the business. It wasn't necessarily a good fit, but guess what? I, you know, just because of that time spent with that individual, it changed my life, right? Yeah. Because I began to read the right books. I got in proximity to the right individuals. And even though that opportunity, which at that time, was a network marketing business, even though that didn't work for me over the long term, it opened me up to other opportunities, which I could then pursue by myself. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool, too, because um, by then, I guess the beginning fears that usually, you know, people usually get that those you might have worked out by then as well. 
Um, yes. And so you did begin investing you um, in early um, so that you could have financial freedom. And you've become such an expert on cryptocurrency uh, in the past few years, right? So I want to know first, like curve curveball, right? What are the latest headlines in cryptos right now? Um, I just did the crypto report on Bloomberg Radio and cryptos have been tracking tech stocks. Yesterday was a bloodbath. It was like 6% down uh, for Bitcoin. Um, so are cryptos good investments right now? Long-term or short-term or? Yeah, I, I, I think about everything from a long-term perspective, right? I, I tend to say that we should look at what life is trying to teach us, right? Most mm -hmm. of the best things in life take time. Whether it's relationships, it's schooling, it's friendships, whatever it is. It, you, yeah. know, you plant a seed in the ground and the universe doesn't allow us to, to have a fruit the next day. It doesn't allow us to have a fruit the next month. You have Facts. to plant the seed <laughs> and then water it and then allow it to grow, right? So the universe is giving us a hint that we need to have a long-term mindset with everything. Crypto, Renita, I have to say, let me caveat by saying this. When you go back to try and study what, what has been the largest wealth creation vehicle for um, you know, a, a majority of Americans, it has been home ownership, but that's for the middle class. Remember how I told you the mm -hmm. wealthiest people have stocks? Right. But for the middle class, home ownership has been the greatest wealth building tool. The reason there is a disparity or a wealth inequality in America is because when loans were being provided for a majority of, of Americans, it excluded certain you know, races and certain mm -hmm. demo demographics. And as a result, we've seen you know, certain groups or races be able to compound wealth because they were able to get access to homes and then ride that growth in home values, right? Yeah. Now, the government could exclude certain demographics from having access to homes. Cryptocurrency or crypto assets or NFTs, mm -hmm. it's an asset. It's a technology. But guess what? The government cannot exclude you or I or anyone listening to this from being able to access this new asset. Mm. And that is the power opportunity that we're looking at or staring at right now. And I do not want people in our community, Renita, to miss this. Let me, let me share this, by the way. In sure. 2017, I kept hearing about Bitcoin and crypto and I kept saying, oh, this is a scam. Similar to the way most people who hear about it for the first time, they, they, they mm -hmm. respond. And I said it's a scam for several months. And then I noticed that the billionaires that made a ton of money investing in technology in the late 90s, they were plowing billions of dollars into crypto and crypto-related mm. investments. And it forced me to, to, to take a step back and say, hey, <laughs> I mean, Hans, unless you're a billionaire, you should not be <laughs> you know, saying, oh, crypto is a scam. You need to watch what these individuals are doing and what? Mm -hmm. Emulate them. So I went yeah. and did my due diligence. I went to learn and study the technology. And I realized crypto is a new one financial system 
two new assets. And the beauty of this technology is that it's going to provide the opportunity for anyone across the world with an internet connection to be able to hold this asset. And as more people come in later, we're going to see tremendous growth and appreciation. So I personally mm -hmm. feel a deep responsibility to make sure that underrepresented groups get in early. This mm -hmm. is our opportunity to make up the lost time, the wealth inequality that's been building in the US. This is our time to get in before everyone else shows up, right? Let everyone be comfortable with the fact that they built and accumulated wealth in their homes. We are going to own this asset class, a majority of us, so that later, as the majority of the middle class comes in, they are going to realize that they came in late and we mm -hmm. already have our assets in place. That is so interesting because I just saw a report last week. I forgot who did it. Um, it was a bank. Um, but the majority of investments um, held by people of color, Black folks in particular, like the they hold more, we hold more hard assets like real estate now, right? Isn't that interesting how, you know, we weren't able to, many weren't able to find or access, you know, real estate in in past and then it's been held at such high regard since then. And so now the majority of the assets that uh, Black investors have lies in, in, in real estate, right? And so what you desire is for that to shift in line with the wealthiest individuals in the world. And it makes sense to be able to grow wealth. Um, you need to have, you know, more interest, more, you know, rollovers. Um, and so let's get into the conversation about NFTs. I could talk to you all day about cryptos. In fact, I had a thought about something that I reported on today, and I'm not going to ask it right now. <laughs> but um, I want to get into NFTs. A lot of people have a lot of definitions of what a non-fungible token is. So give us yours. Oh, mine is very simple. Uh, it's a technology for verifying who owns an asset. Okay. And that <laughs> asset could be anything from a digital and painting to... I mean, like NFTs are anything now. Yeah, right? it, the, the asset could be a stock in the future. It could be a stock. It could be a car. It could be a house. It could be digital painting. It could be music. It could literally be anything. Most people think an NFT is, is art. No, an NFT is just a technology for verifying who owns an asset. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. Um, and tell us why you believe... There, you told us a little bit why, you know, investing in, in stock market and crypto were important. Is it the same thing with NFTs? Because this is still a relatively new product, even though it's been out since, what, about 2013. Uh, but now it's blown up, right? So tell us why it's important to add NFTs to your portfolio. Yeah, so an NFT is literally a part of the crypto ecosystem. And that's what I was trying to explain. Um, when you think about real estate as, you know, an asset class or, you know, you think about stocks, equities as an asset class, crypto is going to be, you know, its own asset class. And on top of that, you can you can build so many things. So NFT, which stands for non-fungible token, right? That token is a crypto asset. And 
the reason why this is important is I grew up watching um, movies where really rich individuals who go into kind of like um, this art show and they go buy really expensive artwork, which for God knows, I never understood what those individuals, <laughs> you know, were looking at, <laughs> right? They look at like this, this like red paint and they're like, yes, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that for $10 million. <laughs> I'm like, what? $10 million for that? Yeah. So, so there is proof that individuals value art. Maybe not someone like me who, you know, started from the bottom because it's kind of hard. But at least it gives us a clue that, okay, let's pay attention to the fact that, you know, art, painting um, is, is important. And mm -hmm. right now, NFTs are really big in kind of promoting or selling digital artwork. Mm -hmm. And it is providing a tremendous opportunity for individuals to be able to build and accumulate wealth. It is the most remarkable development that I've ever seen. I mean, Renina, there, 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 there's been NFTs that have launched you know, within the past year that have gone on to, to be worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And they were initially selling for about $200 or so, right? So it's like, we need to understand what this NFT thing is and how to position ourselves because about 95% of them are in essence, you know, not going to be around <laughs> over yeah. the next two to three or five years. So I don't want individuals coming into this NFT space thinking, I'm just going to buy something and it's going to go up in value and be worth 100,000. You need to do your due diligence so that you don't get stamped. But Dr. Hans, how do you spot a good NFT that will rise? You know, is it just contingent upon who publicizes it because I've seen a few celebrities or uh, people in the investment landscape who have said, Hey, buy this NFT. Then it, you know, the price of it went up, you know, there's a certain amount of celebrity attached to that individual and you know, the transaction, but how do you spot one that will give you tremendous value that if you hold on to it for a little while, maybe it'll, it'll bring you a lot of cash. Yeah, you, I'll say there are several things, but let me go ahead and share maybe two or three core things that I want you to focus on. The first is, what is this NFT doing that is the first of its kind? It's not trying to, you know, be a, a replica or a copy of something else. It is unique, one of a kind. It is the first at doing X, Y, Z. That is super important. The second is who is the founder, the creator, and what kind of team kind of, you know, do, does that individual have around him or her? Because ultimately, the success of an NFT project is going to be based on that founder's kind of um, relentless ability to make sure that they bring their dreams and visions to reality for that specific project. Unless it's just an artist who is just drawing art and they put it out there and they don't have to do anything, then that's completely different. But mm -hmm. if, it's, um, if it's an NFT project, 
what is the founder looking to do? And do you believe that individual will be able to meet those uh, goals, aspirations, and, and, and dreams, right? And I'll say that there's multiple things, but the last thing that I'll add to it is pay attention to the community around that NFT. Is it a group of individuals who are just here for hype? Like, it's mm. all hype. There's no substance. There's no real connections. There's no long-term vision. There's no long-term unity around a cause that is way more than just, we're going to make a ton of money. Because that is where, over the long term, you have something or you belong to something which, which in my opinion, uh, could be life-changing. That reminds me of a quote I heard a long time ago about what makes a currency. Mm. Um, what makes a currency a currency is not necessarily that it's tangible, it's that people believe in it. Yes. And people have to have a reason to believe in NFTs and the success of it the same way they do Bitcoin. Somebody just launched just a few days ago um, a coin called Elon Musk buys Twitter. <laughs> and, it, and it, no, listen, yesterday it rose about 4,000%. <laughs> so mm -hmm. someone believed in it. Someone bought into it, Absolutely. right? But Absolutely. something else people are buying into is your NFT, the Royals. And I wore purple on purpose today because Aww. it's the color of royalty. So tell us about the Royals, why it's different, um, and, and how you've also integrated in real life experiences. Yes, and Renita, thank you so much. It's just such a delight to, 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 to hear that. You know, the Royals is a, it's an NFT project that means a lot to me for multiple reasons. The first reason is, as an immigrant or as a, a minority, right, in, in the world, or I shouldn't say in the world, but let's, let's start from my viewpoint. In the U.S., you're often kind of looked down upon, right? So the first, the first and most important thing for me was how do I create a project which reminds the holders of this project that you are royalty? Don't pay attention to what others are saying about you or others view you or you are royalty and you, you should stand in that and show up as a royal in, in the way you do everything, in your work, in your relationship, in your business, in your career, show up as a royal. I often say, well, does a royal family leave the next generation with nothing? And the answer is no. They leave, they leave them with generational wealth. So what are you doing as a royal to build that, that, that generational wealth for the next generation, right? So I'm leaving a lot there for individuals to ponder about and also to step into this newer version of themselves. And number two, how can we have an NFT artwork that is admirable, can relate to. One of the most popular NFT projects right now is called Bored Apes. Literally just, you know, monkeys and apes, and it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't represent a majority of us. And I do not see people in our community really patronizing Mm. to a large extent, something like this. So in my opinion, I'm like, how do I create a better version of Bored Apes? 
and how do I use or leverage this technology to bring us all together as a royal family and then be able to experience different cultures, different um, traditions, and be able to visit different countries with this NFT. So that's what I created in essence, Renita, um, a luxury travel club. Every NFT holder, one, they become a part of the, the royals, which is the royal family, but then they receive an invitation to visit that particular country which were showcasing their culture, right? And, and yeah, so this year we'll be hosting a royal gala in Ghana, West Africa, and we're inviting the royals to, to come experience Ghana. We're, going, we're all going together. So it takes away that kind of uh, fear of, oh, how do I get to Ghana? And we provide all of that concierge service for our holders to make that trip or visit one that isn't stressful, but actually enjoyable. That's a pretty interesting, first off, business strategy, okay? It involves several different types of business. But what a way to um, kind of, be adjacent to the metaverse idea and have IRL experiences. You know, I think that everyone after being home for two years in the pandemic um, may be ready for in-person experiences either way. Um, so that's a really interesting way to in include a, an asset that people have grown really accustomed to during the pandemic, along with you know, the possibility of actual activity and meeting in person, something that people have not been able to do. Um, so tell us, where can people find more information about the Royals? And also, like how many parts, um, how many NFTs are in the collection, by the way, right now? Yeah, so there's 3,000 NFTs in the collection. And we've sold about 87, almost 90% of them. So wow. then we have, yeah, so we have only about 10 or 13% left and will be completely sold out. Um, for individuals who are interested in becoming royalty, becoming a part of the first royal family on a blockchain that gets to travel literally the world. Because Renita, even though this year we're going to Ghana, the NFT provides access to ongoing cocktail events across mm -hmm. the world forever. It is one that I just highly encourage individuals in our community to, in my opinion, <laughs> go secure, <laughs> you know, a royal, because it is, it's over time, I believe it's just going to be one of the most um, life-changing NFT communities out there. And, um, and I don't want individuals to miss out on it. So for those who want to become royalty, <coughs> you can go to theroyals.art, T-H-E, royals.art, or you can uh, check out my Instagram, The Investing Tutor, and I have the link in my bio. Okay, well, wow, that is a lot of really good interesting information i've always wondered how this works um i haven't heard too many experiences attached to nft so dr haas thank you so much for coming on and talking with us 
and explaining what the Royals is. And also you always give great information on investing. Thanks for giving us information on what NFTs are, how you can invest. Um, and folks, if you have any other questions about investing in stocks, about investing in indexes or any other properties, any other assets, you can head on over to Dr. Hans' page, The Investing Tutor, uh, where his information, uh, it's really a wealth of information on the website as well, um, tutorials and other different things. So Dr. Hans, thank you for joining me. And Thank listen, um, I hope that you and everyone else out there are looking at what you're doing as a royal to um, create generational wealth for your generation. So, hey, have a great day and thank you again. Thank you so much, Renita. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.